Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. We recorded this story for one of our virtual kickbacks. Our kickbacks are a live podcast and music experience with stories, DJ sets, and community, all from the comfort of your home, car, or wherever you want to tune in. If you missed the first one, be sure to join us on March 26th for our next one. Tickets go on sale March 8th. Visit our website, youhadmeatblack.com, or follow us on social for updates. Now let's get into the story. It comes from Aaron. You know the person who, when a dog walks into the room, they hop on the couch and keep their feet up the whole time like the floor is on fire? That's Erin, deathly afraid of dogs. Then one day, her boyfriend brought one home. Here's what happened. Black girl magic and all that good shit. I am definitely a motherfucking mermaid. I took my shirt off. I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But they start taking everything off. I was like, niggas don't skinny dip. Black women are healers and nobody can tell me any different. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Picture it. It's 2014. I'm 19 years old. And I am in love with my high school sweetheart. Think love like Lauren Hill, nothing even matters at all. Very much Beyonce, dangerously in love, Anita Baker caught in a rapture type. But of course I'm 19, so follow me. <laughs> We're planning to get married. I'm thinking about getting pregnant. Like it's a, it's a whole thing. And I wake up one morning and I look at him. He looks at me. I look at him, he looks at me, and I said, babe, no, he says, babe, we're getting a dog. And he just gets out of the bed. Now to everyone else, this is giving black love, you know, relationship goals, but every great story has a, a better plot twist. I am deathly afraid of dogs, and he knows it. No, I'm afraid of dogs. For as long as I can remember, I have I've had no traumatic experience with dogs. I've never been bit. I've never been chased. And I just remember waking up one day and just didn't like dogs. And no, it couldn't. Nobody could get me out of it. I would get really hot. My palms would start sweating. My body would tense up. And if you were next to me. You were a tree and I was going to climb you to get away from that dog. It was just, I had, I couldn't explain it. So, of course he gets out of the bed and I look at him and I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? Like, yeah, I'm serious. And from that day forward, I did everything in my power to get out of getting a dog. I'm hitting tricks in the bedroom. I'm cooking five course meals. I'm threatening to break up with this man. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm, I'm giving hydraulics. I'm doing the most, <laughs> the most to get out of getting a dog. But every time he calls my bluff and eventually I get tired of fighting and he wears me down. But he never tells me when we're getting the dog. Never tells me what type of dog, how much it's going to cost, when we're getting it, where we're getting it from. He just stops talking about it. So as I enter the house every day, I'm tense, scared, looking around the corner, 
checking. And eventually I, I too just give up. So I'm in the room one day and I'm sitting at the top of the bed and he opens the door and I look up at him and he has a black lab in his hand. And of course it's a puppy. And if you don't, if you aren't familiar with dogs, a black lab is essentially a Dalmatian, but just no white. It's all black. <laughs> it's all black. <laughs> um, and of course it's a puppy right now, but it's going to grow. So he drops the puppy at his feet, pushes it into the room and closes the door. And immediately like that same tense, palm sweating, body shaking, tense feeling that I've experienced all my life, it just comes rushing back like a flood, like a flood. So I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, get the dog, please get the dog. I'm, I'm a little extra y'all, so I was giving very much dramatics. Get the girl an Oscar, cause I was in there acting. <laughs> very dramatic yelling to the top of my lungs I know the neighbors they had a time that night <laughs> um but my boyfriend is in the living room watching the game with the tv on 95 and he is paying me no mind he's paying me no mind and me so I'm looking at the dog again and the dog is looking at me and I realized that the dog is just as afraid of me as I am of it, but that don't change nothing. I'm still scared of this dog. <laughs> I'm still scared of this dog. So I'll peek around the corner and the dog will run and she'll peek around the corner and I'll run to the edge of the bed. <laughs> and we play this cat and mouse game for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I have, now, now I have to use bathroom. I gotta pee y'all, okay? I have to pee. And I'm not a small woman. I'm 5'11", almost six foot, 6'3", where my hair is out. So I'm standing on the side of the bed, looking at the bathroom, and I leap like Spider-Man from the bed to the bathroom and immediately close the door. <laughs> close the door, handle my business. And then I open the door and I remember, it is a dog out. So again, I suit up like Spider-Man and I leap from the bathroom back to the bed. But now I'm back on the bed and I've calmed down just a little, okay, just a little. And I realize that I can no longer see the dog. I don't know where it is. It's no longer around the side of the bed. It's not hidden in the closet. It's not next to the TV up under the thing. I don't know where it is. So now I'm back to yelling at the door, please come get this dog. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is. I'm calling, I'm calling him from my phone to his phone. Calling him, he's not answering. I know he's in it. A TV on 95. I know, I know you're in it. Calling him, he's not answering. I'm yelling. He eventually comes to the door, swings it open, looks at me with a death stare, like he's the one that scared of the dog. And I'm the one that brought it in the house. Comes into the room, slams the door, and now we arguing. I've been waiting for this. Okay, I've been waiting for this moment because, sir, you're trying my gangster right now. You brought this dog into my house, our house, okay, <laughs> and you didn't even sit, right? It was a lot. It was a lot. So he eventually finds the dog, and the dog had wedged itself in between some boxes up under the bed somewhere. So he pulls the dog out of, from up under the bed, and he 
sits crisscross applesauce on the floor with the dog in his lap and he looks up at me he's like get on the floor sir you gonna have to stop talking to me like this because <laughs> i'm not in the wrong okay i'm not in the wrong but we go back and forth not getting on the floor well how you gonna get out of the room if you don't get on the floor how you want to have kids and you scared of dogs and ah, 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 ah. i know the neighbors thought it was the episode of snap like it was gonna be a problem because <laughs> we were yelling at each other so i eventually get on the floor and I'm still tense, I'm still shaking, palms still sweating, I am still scared. And I get on the floor, he's like, listen, I'm not going to let this dog get you. I'm not gonna let it go until you say so. Now, I don't know why, you know, young and dumb, sir, why did I believe you? <laughs> Cause I get on the floor, crisscross applesauce, and I put my hands on my knees and I close my eyes. And I know as soon as I closed my eyes, this man had to release that dog. I know he did because I heard her collar jingling. And I don't want to open my eyes because I'm scared to death. So my hands are on my knees and they shaking and my, my voice is trembling. And the dog put her nose to my hand. And of course it's wet and I don't know. It was like love at first sight. And I thought I was in love with that man. <laughs> okay, I thought I was in love with that man madly in love with that dog and I opened my eyes and she did like the little the little circle walk that they do when they want to get comfortable and she sat into my lap and I named her Belle and it was just it was a match made to him y'all don't understand but <laughs> but um my takeaway from my story is that that fear that you have whether it be to move to another city, to uh, apply for that job, start that business, that fear that you have, it's in your mind. That fear that I've had for 19 years is in my mind. And I control that. So that fear that you have, control that. Control that. My story begins in September 2020. I'm months into the panty and Corona has taken a lot, including my energy, creativity, and sanity. One day I plopped down with my notebook, willing something, anything to come out. I've been saying that I wanted to write a book and since I can't really go anywhere, why not try now? But the page stays empty. My anxiety and loneliness seeps in, dimming whatever creative spark I may have had. My roommate Jasmine walks in and asks me to help her move some furniture. Where does she get the energy? I'm squatting to pick up the couch when she goes, eh, you know you've been doodling in your notebook for hours. <laughs> Hardy har har, Jasmine. I tell her, look, honestly, it's a little scary how little creative energy I have. Jasmine nods. She's like, yeah, living through a pandemic will exhaust you. But it wasn't just that. The world has been on fire for months now, and I'm craving a way to express how that and everything makes me feel. The problem is, I don't know where to start. Jasmine gets this excited look on her face. I recently saw something that I wanted to sign up for. I think you should too. It's called the kinship. The what? The kinship, she says. You know the podcast you had me at Black? Yeah, well, their team created it. 
It's a digital community designed to nurture your inner creative and give you a creative outlet. They got workshops, creative sessions, virtual meetups, and creative prompts to get your creative juices flowing. It sounds dope as hell. Y'all, I run to my room. I'm signing up now, I shout behind me. Finally, some hope and some inspiration. Take it from me. You may be on lockdown, but your creativity doesn't have to be. Join the kinship at www.youhadmeatblack.com slash kinship. Thanks for listening to You Had Me At Black. If you like what you just heard, leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. It helps more people find the show. We're a podcast, but also so much more. To join our community, The Kinship, or to attend our virtual live storytelling events and creative workshops, or to learn how you can partner with us, visit youhadmeatblack.com. You Had Me At Black is hosted and executive produced by me, Martina Abraham Zalunga. Brittany Abrahams produced this episode, and Claire Wiley helped put it together. Pastel Shade made it sound good, and Nalisa Zungu and Aneka Jackson held us all together.